The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Amid a long-running dispute over roster hours, the Association of Guard the Sergeants and Inspectors met in a, a throne yesterday for a special delegate conference. A statement has outlined that 100 members will hold a protest march to guard the headquarters next Monday with a letter to be presented to guard the management outlining their concerns. Uh, there is the prospect of some sort of uh, quote-unquote industrial action which might mean a return to the blue flu of 1998 where a number of guard the uh, unilaterally called in sick. So they weren't actually sick, but they were calling in sick. So that was effectively a walkout. Um, now, uh, for more on this, I'm joined by Antoinette Cunningham, General Secretary of the Association of Guard the Sergeants and Inspectors. Antoinette, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Is there to be another blue flu? I hope not. Um, I suppose you have outlined to the listeners, Pat, that this is a long-running dispute over Garda rosters. And I suppose for context for the listeners, in March 2020, when the COVID pandemic struck, we were asked overnight to change our rostering arrangements, which we did, of course. And uh, we got undertakings that time from the Garda Commissioner that we would return to our original work pattern. And unfortunately, those promises have not been honoured, which uh, since last October has led us into a point of dispute between us. Now, tell me how the rosters changed. I mean, what were you doing um, that changed in terms of daily work, the time you checked in, the length of the shift and so on? Yeah, well, we were all working six days on, four days off on 10-hour shifts. So all members of Angarda Siakana worked that shift. What the Commissioner is now proposing is that some of the organisation would work 12-hour shifts on a four-on, four days on, four days off, and the others would work uh, eight-hour shifts. Uh, Some of the shift pattern would be seven days on, two days off, and followed by another seven days on. Now, it's the that side of it, Pat, uh, which is causing us a lot of issues. Working 14 days out of 16, I suppose the balance of family-friendly Uh, and the balance between work life and professional life is not met under a rostering pattern that Mm. contains that kind of work shift pattern. But I presume that that you are entitled to, you know, two days off um, for every um, seven days in a week, for every five worked overall, two days off. Um, Yeah, I I suppose we we work slightly different than everybody else in the public sector. Some people work 39-hour weeks, as you know. Others work 40-hour weeks. We've been working 41, 40. Uh, So our our system of work is quite complex compared to other public servants. So I suppose we're looking at the design of the roster. And what we don't see is uh, the commissioner will talk about service to the public, which, of course, is a primary objective for us as well. But that doesn't take primacy over the right of people to have a family-friendly roster which contains predictability mm. and certainty. Now, uh, is and is that, that the issue? You know, because uh, you would like to think that the Garda force could be deployed in a way that meets the, the specific needs. I mean, if you're in uh, maybe a rural town, which is very quiet, uh, the kind of rostering that might be required to police that town might be very different than uh, policing Dublin's inner city, for example. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Pat. And I suppose our association have been very concerned about the new model of policing, this operating model that has been in existence and which the commissioner is driving out nationwide. And that's sort of a centralisation of resources. And more and more, I think you're hearing rural communities saying, we never see a guard. There's no guards. There's no community guards anymore. And this is something that really concerns us. Uh, 
we had a conference yesterday uh, in Athlone. There was almost 130 sergeants and inspectors there, and they spoke very passionately about the fact that they no longer get out into communities, that they're uh, sitting in front of PCs all day long doing bureaucratic, administrative-type tasks, that they feel the, the traditional way of policing communities is slipping away from us. That's the phrase that was used. And uh, that the guards, as we knew it, uh, policing communities, working in communities, living in communities, uh, seems to be moving away from that and they don't believe unanimously that that model of policing is working. Uh, the idea that uh, they spend time sitting in front of a laptop uh, or a desktop, f- you know, doing whatever kind of bureaucratic work it is, w- could you just explain what they have to do that is different from before? Uh, you know, how many hours would be required on foot of a, a shift to spend in front of a PC? Well, every single interaction you have with a member of the public now has to be recorded. Every single interaction that any guard has with a member of the public is now supposed to be recorded. And while there's absolutely a place for accountability, Pat, and we have to be accountable and we have to be transparent, you have to ask yourself then as supervisors, if I'm walking down the street and I tell somebody that's cycling on a footpath, look, would you stop cycling on the footpath? I am, as a guard, supposed to record that interaction with the member of the public. That goes onto a pulse computerised system. That then has to be checked off by a sergeant or a guard to make sure that if there's any actions falling out of that, that they're all adhered to. You can imagine the vastness of calls. You can imagine the vastness of cross-checking and rechecking all of that. Uh, the, the whole system has become so bureaucratic. Uh, anything that you might want has to follow a chain of emails. Sometimes... Uh, um, an administrative office will send a query out to a sergeant. That could be directed four times in four different directions before there's an answer to it. It just has become a nightmare to work as a frontline supervisor. You you never do the traditional things you're supposed to do anymore, which is go out on the street, walk around, interact with communities and supervise guards that are supposed to be there. Would um, the deployment of body cams, which has long been promised, Uh, and we're told is relatively imminent, would that get rid of a lot of this stuff? Because instead of having to write it all down and type it in, um, it would all be there uh, to be inspected or examined should an issue arise. I'm not sure that body cams is the answer to that issue, Pat. I think body cams have a place in recording incidents, particularly incidents where there might be a difference or an out-of-context claim made about an incident. So they'll certainly be useful for that. They'll be useful to protect members of the public and protect Gardaí if there's an allegation of assault or anything like that. I'm not sure they'll help us with the bureaucracy that's now attached to the guards. And I'm not sure they'll help us with the model of community policing that AGSI so badly want to return to. But it seems that that's not going to be the way we police in Ireland anymore. Uh, One of uh, my texters says uh, the very nature of policing means that round the clock shift work is expected. Can the AGSI give examples of new, less family family friendly rosters than those they are replacing? Yeah, so the six on four off, as your uh, texter rightly says, is a 24-hour roster. The One of the rosters that the Garda Commissioner is now proposing will only have guards working up until 2 a.m., uh, so it'll be a more daytime roster, uh, so it'll be more of the hours, the daytime type hours, and... Um, I suppose it's not very family-friendly, Pat. If you have young children at home but you're working seven days on, two days off and then another seven on, when will you see those children? When will you put them out to school? When will you bring them
bring them in from school. Do you know what I'm trying to say to you? 14 days working out of 16 under any circumstance can't be claimed yeah, as being but, family But friendly. does that not mean that you will get a, a, a series of longer breaks if you're doing, <laughs> you know, 14 on, two off? That means well, that you somewhere it, you're accumulating days. When do you get those days? Well, actually, would you believe it? It doesn't. It actually means that there will be a 47 extra working days per year because the shift is shorter. The shift is eight hours as opposed to the other colleagues who will be doing 12 hours. So the people who have to work the eight hour shift will be working for 47 extra days than their other colleagues who are working the 12 hour shift. So, of course, they'll get their entitlement of days off under the working time agreement, but they'll work far more daytime hours uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that they'll have a greater visibility during the daytime either. Does it not mean, though, that uh, the people who are doing the shorter shifts, even though they work more days in the year, will actually be living a more family-friendly existence? Uh, not, not the way we have worked it out and not uh, with the deep analysis of it we've done. Because they're actually going to be away from home on more daytime hours, uh, it will severely limit uh, their impact with their family. I mean, I think an eight-hour working day is what most people do, which takes them away from their family. So what are we talking about here? Yeah, well, I suppose if you're talking about an eight-hour day for most people, Pat, when you traditionally look at an eight-hour working day, you're looking at Monday to Friday. Uh, for us, that's not the case. It will be Monday to Sunday, possibly two days off, and then traversing for another seven days right through another weekend. So the traditional model that you might compare other people who work an eight-hour day, yes, they can pick up time off and they can have um, specific hours, usually in the nine to five, eight to four. Unfortunately for us, that won't be the case. Within those seven days on, two days off and another seven on, there will be shifts attached to that. Some of those, they'll start at 11 and finish at 7. Some they'll start at 3 and finish at 2 a.m. So there'll be no predictability or certainty attached to it at all. And in those 14 out of 16, they'll probably work straight through two weekends on that. So limited time with family during the week and no time with the family at the weekend. Right. Now, um, there'll be probably people listening in who work in retail and they say, you, you know, you're singing my song, but, on, you know, guard thee when they're off duty on a Saturday or Sunday, expect the shop assistant to be there to serve them. Yeah, I mean, look, at, uh, it's about, um, I suppose, when you apply for a job, Pat, and the working conditions and the hours are set out to you, uh, you know then what you're signing up for. What I'm saying here is that we had a shift pattern that we were working, which was agreed. The commissioner is now trying to impose a new shift pattern upon us, which isn't agreed, and that is leading to the conflict between us. Uh, so, you know, we would be more than happy to return to the previous shift pattern that we had, which was six days on, four days off. Everybody that was working that shift pattern was serving the communities. They had signed up to that shift pattern and they had no issue with it. And that did involve nights and weekend work. But we couldn't complain about it because that's what we agreed mm. to do. So What's anyway, happening now you're is something looking... new is being actually foisted upon us. Yeah. Is, and is that's there not some, the way to do Is there business. some compromise? I mean, clearly the Commissioner reckons going back to the old shift system is not necessarily what is needed for modern policing. You reckon that what is proposed or what you've been working the last while is not sustainable for you. Is there a halfway house? 
I think there is. Uh, we've asked the Garda Commissioner three times to reopen a forum where we can get into discussions on this issue. Uh, everything, Pat, has to be resolvable. We're a very u- unique service in Angarda Siakana. We don't want to disrupt any service to the public, but at the same time we have a membership that we have to represent and we have to protect their rights as workers as well. So I do believe there is a compromise and we would urge the Garda Commissioner to consider the, the, the request of AGSI that we've made three times to him already, which is to reopen a forum where we can get into discussions on this and find a solution that suits all of our needs, his and ours. Antoinette Cunningham, General Secretary of the Association of Guard the Sergeants and Inspectors. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.